invite you to stand as you are comfortable for the reading of the gospel. From Luke chapter 1. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So let's paint the picture here, the background to today's reading. Imagine Mary's sound asleep and a random angel pops in to say, hello. I mean, not exactly hello. He tells her, hey, I know you're not married and it's probably not super convenient, but you found favor with God and God wants you to bear a holy child. That's a totally normal request, right? Besides being inconvenient and unheard of, Mary's a virgin, and so she asks the angel, how can this be? And basically the response is, Holy Spirit, Holy Baby, nothing is impossible for God. And so Mary says, well, okay, here I am. Not exactly life according to plan. So Mary does what I think most anyone would do in this situation. She runs with haste to her girlfriend's house to freak out a little bit. And it takes a few days. Her cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant, has also dealt with the crazy, impossible Holy Spirit conversations, and bonus, she's 90 miles away from Mary's house, family, and fiance. And when we think of 90 miles, it's not a small amount, but it's usually pretty doable. A bit of the trek from here to Tacoma, maybe a couple hours in the car, maybe a couple, you know, a whole afternoon on the train. But for her, for Mary, it's walking, and she's walking for 29 hours total length of a journey. So being newly pregnant and probably freaked out, she's going to take a few days before she even gets to her cousin's house. A lot of time to think about what's happened and what's going to happen next. So Mary gets to Elizabeth's and has barely said hello before Elizabeth is shouting at her. 
And it's probably not the shouts that Mary was expecting coming to see her older cousin with this news. Elizabeth is exclaiming with a loud cry, shouting with excitement. Blessed are you, she says. Blessed are you among women. That probably wasn't the response that Mary was expecting. And it was probably when she could never thought would happen. She hadn't even told anyone about the baby yet. She went to her cousin before anyone else. She picked up and left, maybe because she was still in shock and just needed to clear her head. Maybe she hoped to get some advice from her cousin who has some experience with this. Maybe she was hoping to escape from having to try and explain to Joseph what was going on for just a little bit longer. Maybe Mary wasn't even sure if all of this was real in the first place. Whatever the reason, walking into someone's home, saying hello, and then a response like Elizabeth's is shocking, to say the least. Mary probably didn't think anyone would consider her or her situation blessed, even if she had been able to tell them about the angel and the whole story, and they did believe her. You were considered blessed if you had a big house, more than enough food and things, the blessed of Mary's day, not unlike ours, were the privileged, the powerful, the people who appeared from the outside to have perfect lives. Kind of like looking through a Facebook or Instagram feed of people posting photos with hashtag blessed. It's vacations and family and that picture-perfect something that is so hard to find in the reality of our lives. For women like Mary, you were usually blessed by having a husband and children and not much else. Especially for a young Hebrew girl about to marry a carpenter, blessings were things you hoped for and maybe received, but definitely wouldn't expect other people to really recognize. And now, newly pregnant, still unmarried, I wonder if Mary was actually and reasonably terrified that no one would believe her and that she would be yet another cautionary tale. And so having just said yes to an angel, to a pregnancy, and to a completely unknown future, she travels on foot for several days to the one person she thinks might understand, who might be able to help her put together a game plan for what to do next, for how to survive. I wonder if she expected Elizabeth to nod knowingly at the news. Maybe she expected her cousin to scold her, to question her, Telling people we care about something that's life-changing, something impossible, and something that could be heartbreaking and dangerous is not an easy thing to do, even after a few days of walking to practice the speech in your head. But then another impossible thing happens to Mary. She doesn't have to say anything except hello to her cousin. She ends up not having to share this life-changing, impossible news herself because all things are possible through God, and God's busy there at Elizabeth's home. The moment Mary says hello, the Holy Spirit fills Elizabeth, and her baby starts leaping for joy in her womb, which sounds really uncomfortable, but apparently is very exciting for Elizabeth. Instead of shame or guilt or worry, Elizabeth proclaims blessings upon Mary. She calls Mary blessed when few others would have. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Blessed are you. Blessed is your child. Blessed are you who believe that God could do the impossible. What a relief that must have been. To have someone you are sure will judge you. 
Someone you are worried will abandon you, instead believe you and really see you. Elizabeth's is a response of joy and love and excitement, a response of blessing. And this is the first time in the Bible that someone tells Mary she's blessed. The angel told her she found favor with God, but I wonder if this moment is actually the first time Mary's ever heard words of real blessing spoken to her. I wonder if Mary ever considered herself really blessed before that moment. Because it's often really hard to imagine ourselves as blessed, especially when we feel like we are struggling, especially when we see other people who seem to be thriving, who are doing everything right and just figuring it out. It's really hard to call ourselves blessed. I'm a pastor, and so blessings are and should be like my language, and there are parts of my life that I can easily see and say, oh yeah, that's a blessing, that's a God thing. My family, getting to do ministry, having a roof over my head and food to eat, I thank God for all of that, but blessed? Blessed am I is not a phrase that I say or think ever. Blessed has something holy and impossible to it for me, and I struggle to see myself as worthy of that kind of label. I don't even do the Facebook or Insta posts, no hashtag blessed on my feeds. And part of it is that we all struggle. We all struggle to feel worthy, especially for me when it comes to the God stuff. What did I do to deserve this blessedness? What about all the things I did or didn't do that would give God plenty of reason not to consider me very blessed? I wonder if I'm not the only one who feels at least a little bit unworthy at times. We all could be more faithful to God, we could always pray more, we could always do better, be more caring, more selfless, and we should. We should pray more, we should do better, we should care more about others, and we're not always very good at that. And so blessed has something holy and impossible to it, at least for me. And like Mary, when we're really going through the ringer, when everything seems topsy-turvy and unbelievable, Sometimes we still find ourselves struggling with this idea of blessedness, finding ourselves in a kind of shock at the impossible things God can do, in shock of the impossible holy love God can share with us. For Mary, when she hears these words from her cousin, this joy, this love, this incredible excitement, whatever doubts or worries she had disappear. Mary hears the words, blessed are you, and she responds with a poem, with the song that we sang to open service today. She shares, a so she shares a song about her truth, about her struggle, and about the God who sees her, who loves her, who saves her, and who calls her blessed. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for God has looked with favor on the loneliness of God's servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. She believes that God fulfills God's promises, that like the angel said, all things are possible with God, including that she, that Mary, is worthy of this blessing. That's God's love and favor for her, for someone who would, others would overlook it so great and so mighty that all generations will call her blessed. And she continues her song, God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation, God has shown strength with God's arm, and God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts.
God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. This is a revolution song. This is a revolution song. The blessed are not the perfect, not not the proud, not the powerful, but instead the unexpected, the hurting, the hungry, the people who would never consider themselves blessed. That's who this holy baby is being born for, for people, for women like Mary, for people who struggle, who hurt, who believe, for people who hope. For us, for the whole world, this holy baby, this Jesus comes to bring something new, something unexpected, something exciting and filled with joy. Jesus is born to the world, born to Mary to bring grace and love, a love that knows the struggle, the pain, the heartbreak, and the fear that we experience in our lives as being part of this world. Jesus grows up and goes to the cross for all those things. Jesus experiences some of the worst pain and punishes this punishments this world can offer, and for all our worry, for all our unworthiness, Jesus dies and rises from the dead to bring mercy and grace and love for all. The same shocking mercy, the same incredible grace, the same impossible love that God has for you and for me and for the entire world, this is a love that leaps with joy at hearing your voice. A love that believes you, that sees you, a love that says before you can say more than hello, you are favored, you are a child of God, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you, amen.